Hello and welcome to the New Gig Podcast. I'm your host, Glenn Hodgson, and today I'm delighted to be joined by freelancer and author, Shea Karsing. How are you doing, Shea? I'm good, thanks. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to have you on. Now, let's go back to the start and just say a little bit about your background, your career so far, and some of the decisions and changes that you've made already. So I've always loved writing. So when it got time to go to university, it felt like a natural fit to study journalism. So that's what I did. And then after my degree, I ended up traveling and uh, through pure nepotism, got a job at my uncle's um, (laughs) marketing agency in Canada. So that's how I started, dipped my toe into marketing and into copywriting. And then I came back to South Africa and I had some marketing management roles But I'd always keep writing on the side. So I was a strong side hustler. And one day I got a side hustle gig that was actually paying me more than my full-time role. (laughs) So I thought, well, what am I doing here? And I ended up turning full-time freelance uh, after side hustling for many years. So that was in 2017. And I can honestly say that I've never looked back. I mean, there have been <laughs> challenges, of course, along the way. Yeah. And what I recently did was I took my experiences and I put them into a book, which is called Freelance Like a Boss. Yep. And it's basically the book I wish I had when I started freelancing. So <laughs> from because it's one thing to have a skill and you can be the best copywriter, the best web developer in the whole world. But if you're unable to actually run a business, you may not make a success of being a freelancer. So those are lessons I learned the hard way. I wrote the book so that perhaps people can avoid some of the mistakes I made when I first started out. Yeah, that's fantastic. I think it's just so important because there's one thing monetizing your passion, but really taking that forward to being a, a business and all the nuts and bolts, and maybe some of the less glamorous elements as well, but just exactly. so important to make sure that everything's done uh, correctly. And I think that that really comes across in your book as well. It's you know, not just theoretical, it's really practical that any freelancer can uh, uh, pick up and basically run with from the uh, from, from from the moment they've got through the chapters. Yes, that's the intent. It's your freelance friend that sits on your bookshelf. And perhaps if you're just starting out, you read it cover to cover. Perhaps if you've been in the business for a while, it's helpful to just refresh or pick up some new tidbits from different chapters and, and just keep it on your shelf as a handy go-to guide when you need it. And yeah. to be honest, sometimes we all need, myself included, we all just need those little kick up the butt a little reminder of why we're doing what we're doing and how we can do it better because you know your freelance business is always a work in progress you've never clocked it or nailed it there's always things you can do better in your skill and in your business Mm. no there, there really is and i mean how is it at the moment in south africa how is freelancing seen and how is it developing as a uh, a lifestyle and a work style choice for uh, uh, people of of, of all ages. Mm. So part of the reason I wrote the book was because, especially post the COVID pandemic, a lot of companies realized that freelancers, the freelance economy is there and they need to leverage it and they don't need to have someone sitting with a bum in a seat in order to do a job. In South Africa specifically, we have, I think it's one of, if not the highest unemployment rate in the world. So 
there's not a whole lot of opportunities out there. And I really believe that people, if they just given the knowledge, they can have the confidence to be able to become self-starters and become freelancers. And another huge opportunity is the ability to work for overseas companies. Now that we have connectivity across the world, we're able to then earn in pounds, dollars, euros, while living, you know, a sort of cheaper lifestyle in South Africa. So there's huge right. opportunities. I mean, freelancing or I guess an informal economy is nothing new in South right. Africa and in Africa. For a long time, people have been selling goats on the side of the road or right. um, selling amaguinha, which is like donuts at the taxi bank, or um, there's a huge informal economy. So my hope and vision is for that informal economy to be given firstly the education, the skills, mm. and then also the technology and connectivity to open the door to greater income potential and opportunities. I mean, aside yeah. from freelancing, we've also seen a huge increase in the gig economy. So people working for Uber, um, yes. doing you know clean, different cleaning services and that kind of thing. So mm. there is at the moment still a couple of hindrances with accessibility to technology, um, but that is changing. Maybe yes. slower than I would hope, but it is changing. But I think that's where those huge opportunities lie for people to upskill and access a new economy yeah absolutely and i think this is an interesting point that you raise here Shay, as well in terms of the development of the future of work the fact that almost in sort of the the the, the us and particularly northern europe uh, there's a big focus on kind of this traditional uh, role of the job what it is to be a, a worker and the nine to five which is really uh, uh, reigns supreme in terms of the way of doing things but I think it's interesting you raise the fact that in, in South Africa on the African continent there's much more of a sort of flexibility from the beginning uh, informal mm. ways of working at different times um, taking on different projects different roles to be able to earn money in in, in exchange for delivering a service so it's maybe a more fertile environment for the the things that we're seeing. And we have to sort of, uh, if, if it's not learn, we have to unlearn the previous way of doing yes. things. Yes. I mean, for probably the majority of South Africans and perhaps the majority of the continent are not going to work in an office from nine to five. Okay. There yeah. just aren't that many jobs available, those kinds of jobs available. So people are various various hustles um and it's not uncommon as you say to have more than one income stream right but i think what is still lacking is as i said the access to technology and then also the development of the business acumen and financial skills that will really enable people to take take their business from survival mode into something that's a feasible and sustainable business yeah yeah. Okay. So it's the next, uh, the next level. And, you know, mm. moving on from that, what are some of the benefits of being a freelancer? This is personal from your perspective, Jay, but also what you see amongst the friends, colleagues, your network, um, but also maybe some of the, uh, some of the downsides that people need to be uh, aware of or be able to negotiate and navigate. So for me, it's all in the name. Freelancing equals freedom. Yeah. And it's freedom at multiple aspects. So it's choosing your working hours, mm. choosing the kind of work that you want to do, uh, the clients you work for, the location that you work from. All of those freedoms is to me 
what makes this career worth fighting for. Yeah. On the flip side, are you actively using those freedoms? And I got to a point in my business where I realized I'm working like an employee. And this isn't why <laughs> I became a freelancer. Right. You know, I wasn't saying, I wasn't setting up, putting up boundaries and saying no to things that I didn't want to do. I was working traditional hours because I felt that I needed to be available for my clients during those hours. Yeah. And I wouldn't just meet a friend for coffee or take a day off. And on second thoughts, I came to a point where I realized this is not why I became a freelancer. I need to start structuring my business and putting boundaries in place and being disciplined with myself so that yeah. I'm able to actually reap those rewards that I'm putting in the work for. So that's definitely a benefit um, and also a negative element that it's something that you have to be quite intentional about actually. Yeah. Um, hmm. And then I, I suppose the second one I would say is income potential. As, as I said, um, with getting that uh, first side hustle role that paid me more than my full-time role, it was mind-blowing to me. And since then, I've been able to tap into income streams and manage to just create more income for myself than if I was getting the standard inflation-related increase every year. And you kind yes. of stuck in that salary bracket. So I love that I'm able to do that. Mm. And then mm. the flip side of that, one of the negative elements is income uncertainty. So you don't know exactly how much you're going to be getting each month or each year. And yeah. you need to make sure that you have a steady pipeline of work coming in and there's no guarantees. So mm. I guess that would be another of the negative elements. Mm. And there really is that sort of uh, roller coaster of either feast or a famine in terms of uh, activities. And sometimes it can just be that sort of um, waiting for payments to arrive as well. Yes. So you've got things stacked up. And uh, and I, I know that sort of traditional financial institutions like banks, they find it very, very difficult to give loans to, um, to, to, to freelancers or independent workers because they, they look at the kind of uh, income streams, which is very, very up and down, and they get very, very scared uh, in terms of uh, being able to take them on as, uh, as, as clients and offer them loans for uh, larger purchases. And even I went to Europe last year and I had to get a Schengen visa. Yeah, And I had a stack of documents up this thick with client invoices, bank statements, okay. affidavits, all kinds of documents I could think of to prove that even though I'm not a salaried employee, yeah. I have a feasible income and I'm not going to stay there. I'm coming back to South Africa. But even that kind of thing, it can be quite prohibitive. And I think yeah. that with systems are maybe going to need to change because freelancing is accelerating. I think I saw a stat that in the US by 2030, almost could be wrong, um, about 70% of the workforce is going to be freelance or consultancy based. Right. So yeah. I think those systems are going to need to accommodate us and banks and all those kinds of institutions. Yeah, f fully agree. Because as you say, there's a push from sort of the uh, the individuals who want to have more freedom and choice as to when, where, and how they work, but also organizations and companies. They also want this flexibility to be able yes. to bring in the competences they need when they need them, not just have someone on, a, on, a, on an open contract and try and find things for them. And it's it's much more efficient and much more productive. And I think that you're absolutely right when you say that sort of the traditional systems need to adapt and evolve 
uh, uh, and catch up with the new reality. I, I really can imagine your, your situation. They're just trying to get a visa, bringing all these sort of triplicate paper copies to be Honestly, able to I had my prove. My fishing license. <laughs> <laughs> what else can I bring? <laughs> exactly. I'm, I'm I'm laughing because you know it's 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 a common story I hear, but it's also uh, just this frustration of well, you know, wh- what can you what what can you do to be able to sort of make this easier and. I think there's a lot of people still don't understand uh, freelancing. There's this this uh, uh, this mentality that uh, you know you're, you're doing this because you can't get a traditional job. You're not part of the nine to five, which of course is the absolute opposite. People are choosing to sort of move away from that because they have more opportunities, uh, more flexibility that you've talked about, but also can 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 earn more and actually learn more uh, through this uh, different model. Yes, and create your own career path. So yeah. instead of being dictated as to, okay, you might be good at your job, perhaps the next step is to get a promotion. Cool, but you may be a terrible manager. Yes. Um, you may have a skill, but you may have a, but that's sort of the next yeah. step and where to from there. And if you want to earn a little bit more, you have to get the promotion, but that means you have to become the manager. What I love about freelancing is I can take my career in any direction that I choose yes. and keep learning along the way and pivot. Mm. Uh, that's really strong. This ability to choose your own career as opposed to, uh, it's so funny when I still speak to people who have the sort of the six monthly or annual performance review and they kind of tick these boxes, tick these goals. And it's a very linear process and there's very, very little room for creativity or uh, Mm. being, being able to sort of create your own career or what that career looks like. Mm. Yeah. 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 Uh, and it's it, it, it's just so limiting, I think, for, for so many people as well these days. And I think, you know, not to bash it, because for some people that works and for some yep. people that's what they want and they need that security and that safety and that stability mm. and that's meaningful to them. But I think, and I just truly believe there's a strong sect of people who feel the exact opposite. Yeah. Yeah. And and that's what you say. It's not for everyone. It really isn't. I mean, I know people who, uh, you know, freedom generally just scares scares them to death. They want sort of someone to be able mm, to decide or to have the, the structure and the rules of the road to say, this is what I'll be doing. And that gives them comfort and the, uh, uh, and some kind of support, which is which is absolutely fine. Um, but I think it's it's creating the opportunities and realizing that everyone's different. One size doesn't fit all. And that kind of nine to five lifestyle is not for everyone. I think if we, we're all going to be productive and able to contribute to the economy and society, it needs to be a bit more open to people uh, like you and I and thousands and thousands more and the growing number of people who have like different expectations and different ways that yes. they can be uh, can add value. Yes, and the, uh, the beauty is you can tailor it accordingly. So, I mean, even look at typical working hours. I'm terrible in the afternoons. So to get me <laughs> to work from 3 p.m. to 5 p.m., you're actually not getting the best out of me anyway. Right. So even in, that's a, a minor example where mm. of you can get the best out of people when they have more flexibility and autonomy to do yeah. what they do best at when it suits them. Yeah. And you were saying before that digitalization is a key role in this. It's kind of facilitating a lot of these things and transforming the world of work and transforming society as well, I guess. Yeah. I mean, that 
that's what's given us freelance the flexibility and the freedom of choice. Yeah. I mean, even if you think back, so a pandemic had happened 20 years ago. I don't think I even had internet in my home 20 years ago. What <laughs> what would have happened? <laughs> yes. Now we've got incredible access. You and I having this conversation. Yes, we I are. I don't know. Yeah. This would have even happened 20 years ago because we probably would have never got in touch in the first place via LinkedIn. And True. So the opportunities yeah. are tremendous. And digitalization is what makes it happen. Yeah. So one yeah. one thing that I question with all the benefits and boons brings is where do we slow down because okay. so now we have this amazing technology that can do the work for us do the stuff that we don't really want to do and yet we fill out we continue to fill our time and i feel like the faster things get, the faster things get no one's slowing down everyone's accelerating right. deadlines are coming closer because yeah. we are able to and I feel like we're not making the best use of the machines. And okay. this is myself included. Um, so I, I'm wondering at what inflection point think we'll, we'll begin to realize, hey, let's just let them do the work. And we can kick <laughs> back and focus on our human skills and yes. our human connection and creativity and the stuff that really matters. Mm. I'm, I'm still waiting for that. <laughs> I think it is. And that the, yeah, the things that machines can do well that we do badly, but also what we can do well that machines maybe don't do yes. as well. And, and I, I think it's that sort of symbiosis that we need to look towards as opposed to just trying, trying to replicate and do more. Uh, I, I like your mindset there that it's, you know, sort of to take a step back and actually think where is really important to spend those 24 hours that it's the most democratic thing in the world is time. Everyone has 24 hours. It's just how they decide to spend to use it. Which is one of the hardest things as a freelancer to do when no one's really? actually telling you how to spend your time. Yeah, no, it really is. And I'm I'm also interested a little bit in the sort of the South Africa dynamic here because um, here in Europe, particularly with in, in, in the US, there's a lot of talk about uh, um, the destination marketing was a thing for 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 tourists, but now sort of attracting digital nomads and open talent. And I can imagine with the climate. The, the 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 beauty and the uh the, the the affordable cost of living in lots of parts of uh, south africa this could be uh more of a destination for sort of freelancers and freelance communities it's huge and i've been so frustrated and i keep following the news it was announced in the 2022 president's address that the digital nomad visa was coming and right. it still hasn't materialized i think just due to basic yeah. bureaucracy and other priorities and it frustrates me no end because as you say it is the ideal location for digital nomads there's so yeah. much to see it's affordable i mean it's a top tourist destination so it makes it an excellent digital nomad yeah. destination and i'm just dying for this visa to actually become a reality and i mean it's such huge opportunity for the country to it really bring is. in that that foreign income and investment and spending huge so yeah watch the space <laughs> yeah watch this space and i think that's also the and also the time zones from a european perspective it's you know mm. pretty much the same time zone so you're not sort of yeah. uh uh if your sort of client base or your partner base is in europe then you're in a very good situation regarding uh, um you know interactions as well you know you don't mm. have to be up in the middle of the night uh or early in the morning to be able to have the uh to have the digital links and digital communications 
Yes, you make a good point. And even from the Americas, yes, there is, it'll be crossover in the morning and afternoon. Um, in Australasia, it'll be a crossover in afternoon, morning. So it's actually well positioned. Um, yeah. And especially, as you say, for Europe, I think now there's a one hour um, delay due to daylight savings, but um, in European summer, we're on the same time zone as many locations. Yeah. It's fantastic. Well, you know, put 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 me down for one of those <laughs> visas. Oh, I would happily <laughs> happily tour guide and provide recommendations to anyone. I've got that plenty. Fantastic. So... <laughs> well, being in the middle of a very dark, rainy Scandinavian uh, uh, early winter at the moment, uh, it, it, it sounds very very tempting. I can promise you. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> oh, this, I mean, that's another. It's also living a dream where you can do just switch your summers six months, you know, 12 yes. months of summer. <laughs> yes. On endless summer does sound very, very uh, enticing. I've got to say, well, mm. Shay, this is fantastic. Thanks for all the work that you're doing for the freelancer community. Uh, really great book that you put together, sort of these thoughts, learnings and, uh, and, and teachings within there. Uh, but also really let's get to uh, uh, have your feedback very soon about what's happening in the evolution of the uh, freelancing and the uh, South Africa situation. That would be great, Glenn. Thank you. Thank you. It's a pleasure. And we're out. Excellent. Yes. So this, was, this, this, this is brilliant. This is great to have an overview of, of what you've been doing, some of your thoughts and ideas, but also, uh, you know, that kind of the, the, the digital nomad piece as well, which, which is getting bigger and bigger. I mean, the, the work anywhere, uh, folks that um, that 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 I'm um, you know in contact with, their mm. TikTok gets about sort of like two hundred thousand uh, um, likes per post. They're doing wow. on these things, just looking about you know locations, and it just shows there's this this real interest. And I think as more and more people are going from a thing, well, it it will be nice to have. I'd like to be more flexible and free, but. I can't really leave the nine to five because, well, for, for, for hundreds of reasons, mm. but I think there's more people that are actually getting a bit braver and saying, well, look, mm. if I don't do it now, why can't I just sort of take that leap and see how it works out more than anything else? Definitely. And I think something else that, that builds into that is people are getting married later or perhaps not getting married or that whole yeah. settle down culture um, right. is, is diminishing somewhat. Uh, yes. So I think also from that perspective, people are like, well, why am I here? You know, let me go <laughs> yes. explore. It's yeah. very aspirational. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it is. I think there's more people sort of like getting into that kind of mindset because they realize that, you know, time is short and it's easy to put mm. things off for a day, a week, a month, a year. Uh, and then, you know, you're probably too old to properly enjoy it. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> so I think Although who a, knows, we might live to 120. Oh, maybe. Oh, my goodness me. I'm not too sure about that. I don't know. <laughs> sounds like a lot of savings. It sounds like a lot of savings. I, I, I've already, uh, Shay, I've already sort of kind of resigned myself about, I think I'm going to keep working till the day I die. And that's why I think it's, that was one of the big things as well, why I thought for me it was important to do something I mean, I, I enjoy and really stimulates me because I don't sort of contemplate yes. retiring in a traditional sense. Exactly. You don't want to live for retirement and you don't want to live for the weekends either. 
I mean, no. that's the bulk the bulk of your life you spend yeah. working. So you may as well have a good time. Yes, absolutely. Love the love the philosophies. And what's your plans? You, you're you're in South Africa probably for your summer. Um, but it would be great to be able to sort of, sort of meet you down in South Africa or, or you know London uh, anywhere if you sort of you Europe wide as well. It'd be fantastic to sort of catch up. Ah, oh, I would love that. No plans at the moment because yep. actually, well, I've got a. A big plan. I've got a baby coming in April. So. Oh wow! That, well, that, that's something to that gives <laughs> that, you a bit of context. That derails a few of the travel plans. <laughs> oh, congratulations! I've got down mode. Thank you. That is fantastic. <laughs> that is fantastic. Oh, so much joy in front of you. And I can tell you one thing: the the, the positive far outweighs the negative of all the things that come it. with it so it's gonna be brilliant i mean we've been tricked to procreate so there must be something to it <laughs> <laughs> i love it that's fantastic <laughs> great stuff anyway well you you enjoy yourself and uh, uh Thanks, you know, t- take you care and really enjoyed our discussion. So awesome. I'll probably and this will probably me go. The link when it's ready. I will be. It probably the one okay. after next. So we put the new episodes out every sort of two weeks. So probably Perfect. the the one after this next one, which is coming up, which I'll be uploading over the weekend. Um, but I, w- I will give you a, a heads up on the Friday before the uh, before the weekend when I post it, and then the following Monday I'll do the sort of the officials sort of launch post if you if you want to call it that. Perfect. Thank you. Yeah, loving the podcast. Good stuff. Excellent. Well, thanks for your time and uh, look forward to the uh, continued conversations. Yes. Okay. Cheers, Glenn. Bye now. Bye.